for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Tuesday, but happy 2017. You guys, you have made it to another year, and uh, we have made it to another season of the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. You guys, we're going into year number nine. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, for the growth, Um, and we also as you guys know, are a part of YRN 1328. And so now we're able to hear the beautiful butterfly radio show all over the place, you guys. So because of you guys, we are able to do that, and we appreciate you guys so much, so, so much. And uh, I hope you guys are kicking off your new year on the right step. I know a lot of folks sometimes make those New Year's resolutions, and I know sometimes people go back and what they didn't finish up in the year before, they continue striving for it uh, to accomplish. So nevertheless, you guys, we got a special treat in store for you guys tonight. We got a new guest joining us. I'm excited to have her on here, you guys. And I actually uh, was able to learn about her through a great friend of the show and a great friend of mine for uh, quite a few years now, Dr. Oliver T. Reed, and uh, he said, you know what, a dynamic person to have on your show would be Trey Kearney. Uh, so she's coming on, you guys, and uh, I've watched her videos, her live feeds, and, man, real deal, real talk, real true firm for you guys. And so I'm excited to have her to be a part of our platform tonight, and uh, you guys can get the opportunity to learn more about her. And if you got any questions or comment at any time, uh, feel free to call in. We would love to hear from you. Uh, the number is 347-326-9139. All you have to do is press the number one to join us on the line. Otherwise, I would appreciate if you guys would share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places. Uh, let everybody know that our special guest is on tonight, you guys. So I'm not going to delay any further, you guys. I'm going to bring the lady of the hour on here to kick off the 2017 season of the Beautiful Butterfly Show in the right and great way, you guys. Trey, you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. How are you doing? Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me. I am doing wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that uh, you were able to come on here and hang out with me uh, for a bit this evening. I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. I really do. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And so for the folks out there, tell us a little bit about who Trey Kearney is. I am Trey Kearney. I'm an author. I'm a certified life coach. I am a speaker. I am a mother. I am a child of God. I am a woman who came, got here by way of committing adultery. And as I went through that journey of discovering how um, infidelity destroys families, it gave mm-hmm. me a passion and, a, and my purpose to help families through the devastating effects of infidelity. So I sat and did some self-reflection, and I wrote a book called This Healing Time, Restoring Hope in right. Women After Infidelity. And I started a show called The Woman to Woman Show. And on my platform, we remove men from the equation and hold women accountable for their part in infidelity mm. in hopes that women will honor, guard, and respect each other's relationships. Right, right, absolutely. Um, and, and one of the, the great things um, that I like about your platform, and you just mentioned it, is that it focuses solely on the women, holding us accountable yes. for the things we say, the things that we do, our actions. Oftentimes, it's often thrown on the man, well, if he wouldn't have done X, Y, Z, if he wouldn't have said X, Y, Z, what made you decide, you know what, we we need to focus on us as women and and deal with our issues versus, you know, kind of the tick for tat that we normally see come up in these type of dialogues. Yeah, well, we've been blaming men for a million years, and nothing is changing for us. <laughs> the, the community right. is the the, the two parent homes are falling apart due to infidelity, right. and we go around and we blame them. Men are dogs. Men cheat. Men lie. Mm-hmm. They do mm-hmm. this, but who mm-hmm. are they cheating and lying with? Another woman. If they didn't have an right. option, there would be no cheating. So we have to face the mm-hmm. fact that if we're not part of the solution, we're part of the problem. I'm tired of hearing the negative tones about men and what they're doing, but we participate in the activity, and then we say, well, he's the one that's married, but you know that he's married. He's the one that said he said he's going to leave his wife. How dare you even repeat that to me, that he said he's going to leave his wife? Do you hear yourself? A lot of times Mm -hmm, when we're mm -hmm. in the situation, and I'm speaking from experience, I'm not judging anybody. I used to be you. When we're in the situation and we're in a selfish frame of mind, we don't hear the silly things that we say, like there was a woman who inboxed me and, and said, well, he's a good man and he's going to leave his pregnant mm. wife for me. I said, wait mm. a minute, did you just hear what you yeah. said? And I told her, I said, right. go in the mirror and say that to yourself. I want you to go in the mirror and say that to yourself. And then I want you to go in the mirror and I want you to look at yourself and pretend. I do this exercise with women that you're talking to your mm-hmm. daughter or your daughter's talking to you or you're talking to your best friend and I want you to say that. He's a good man. He's leaving his pregnant wife for me. And then I want, you, mm. I want you to answer your daughter back or your best friend, not yourself, because your flesh wow. is involved and you want what you mm. want. And then tell me the answer that right. you came up with. And she inboxed me and was like, you know what, that really doesn't sound right. That's not the way I wanted it to sound, but it is what it is. So I'm right. just 100% honest with women because I've been down that road and I know that it leads to a black hole. I know that families are destroyed. I know that children are destroyed. I know that kids are committing suicide. I know that there's mothers Mm. out here who can't feed their kids. And I tell the women, you know, I have the hashtag no side chicken movement where we don't want any more side chicks because eventually the side chicks become become the main chick or the wife, and then position is open, right? And then the wife who was the side chick now has to worry about the next side chick. So I try to tell women all the time that this is going to lead to nowhere. 
You're not going to end up with him. Trust and believe me on this. Been there, done that, and it's not going to turn out the way that you want it to because now you're in a position where you don't want a woman to mess with the man that you messed with. You have to really think to yourself, like, why does that make sense to me when I did it to somebody? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for you, um, earlier um, you talked about <clears throat> you came on this um, because of um, your personal journey with dealing with yeah. this. And so that's yeah. one of the things that you have been very transparent about um, in your videos and in the things you share. Walk with us through how did adultery step into your life, not only your life but your family's, family's life? Right, because it's a terrible trickle-down that people don't get. I write this chart out right. here, the trickle-down right. of how it affected four families, his family, my ex-husband's family, my family, the man who I was messing with who was married, his family, mm. and his ex-wife's family. Everybody was affected. It was just a terrible mess. Right. I got here right. my way up, and I don't make any excuses because I, this, is, this is my thing. People say to me all the time, why do you think people cheat? And they come up with all these situations and these scenarios. Cheating is because monogamy requires maturity. Right. When you're mature, you can control yourself. Monogamy requires self-control, which requires maturity, right? I got married at right. a young age, and I'm not making up any excuses about I cheated and I'm making it. I cheated because I was immature and I didn't have no self-control. That's the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. I wanted what I wanted. I did not know how to communicate with my ex-husband at 21, 22 years old. So when the person mm-hmm. came along, and it was fun, and it looked good, and he was paying attention to me. My immature self ran with it, and it destroyed lives, and that's the truth. A person is uh, commits adultery, and a person cheats because they're immature and they lack self-control. Self-control mm. is the beginning of winning. When you can control yourself, you can win in life. You can control your mouth. You can control your body. You can control your emotions. Anytime somebody does something that's out of pocket, it's because they lack self-control, which comes from a level of immaturity. Right. Absolutely. And and for you, you know, dealing with that, um, because, and I know you mentioned, you know, being very young, and and I wanted to ask you, aside from that, because I've, uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about, um, the prime ages to to really not get married, but do you think that there is a such thing um, as as possibly getting married too soon? Because, like you said, you were young, you were immature, so you really weren't able to communicate with him. Like, look, I'm unhappy, X, Y, Z. You were just right. out there getting what you want. So, do you think that there is a limit or uh, some type of you know level at some point where we should not be getting married? I don't really think that there's an age limit of a person getting married because I think people mature at different rates. I just believe that we have to look at our background. I came from a home where there was no stability. I never saw a healthy marriage. So you can actually be mature at 21 and get married if you lived in a house with both of your parents and they were married and they showed you an example of what a healthy marriage is. Your maturity level may be a little different than mine and living in a house with a stepfather and, and a mother and alcohol and drugs and just thinking that this is normal because a lot of us think that dysfunction is normal. So I don't really think that right. there's an a age where we could say a person is mature, a person is not mature, but your actions mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. definitely tell you that. If you don't know how to have a, a conversation with somebody, you know you're not ready for marriage. If you've never right. seen a healthy marriage, you know you're not ready for marriage. If, if there was fighting going on in your house, and you're, the people who lived in the house were never married, and you were taught that 
you know, get yours because my mom lost her mom at a very early age, at 15 years old, and she lived with my wow. her grand, my grandfather, who was a womanizer. So she had to leave out of the mm. house at 16, 17 years old and fend for herself. So her motto was she was a survivor. Like, I'm going right. to get mine regardless of what. I'm going to do what I need to do to get mine. So I was, my mentality was there a lot. Like, I got to get mm-hmm. what I need, and it doesn't matter who I hurt right. along the journey. So the right. level of maturity didn't come based on my age. It came based on my experience. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you think that when we look, when you look back at, at, at the relationship, do you feel that you, you had the opportunity to have that discussion with your then ex-husband that things weren't going as well that would possibly could not have led to you committing adultery? Um, so do you think anything back, could have prevented you from, you know, ultimately just doing what you wanted to do? Hindsight is twenty twenty. so yes, if I'm looking. Right. But in that moment, in that time of my life, I think things played out the way that they're supposed to. I never have any regrets mm-hmm. because I learned so much mm-hmm. from my journey. I know how right. to communicate now. I know that I'm going to have a healthy marriage now. But back then, right. it, it you know, sometimes we got to say it is what it is and it was what it was. Mm-hmm. And I could have right. communicated, but how could I if I didn't know how? And like right. I said, I was very young and my flesh was on fire and mm-hmm. I hadn't been anywhere. I didn't go to college because of, you know, my, my situation at home. So right. I had kids and I had my two boys. Um, I had my first son when I was 25 and my second son when I was 30. And I felt like I hadn't lived. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, what did I miss? But I want to tell everybody out there, you ain't missing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that, you're not missing anything. Let me just tell you that. You're going to come back and, go, and say, tag, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of that thing of like, you know, the, it, it's the grass greener on the other side, right. you know, because we, we're we in our situations and we, we see this tempting other situation over here. And we're like, oh, you know, part of you saying, you're like, I know I shouldn't because I'm married, but I, I'm right. going to do this anyway. And so oftentimes we, we fall in, yeah, you fall into it and you fall. At yes. what point did you realize, Trey, that, shoot, I am, I'm, I'm in this thing way too deep. At what point did you realize that? Um, I really realized it early on. But mm-hmm. after I left home, there was a matter of pride. Mm-hmm. I have to make this work because I have to prove to everybody that I'm not stupid. I have to prove to everybody mm-hmm. that I didn't make a mistake when I knew I made a mistake. And I, I said a few times to my ex-husband I made a mistake, but I knew things had gone too far. It had just really mm-hmm. snowballed out of my control. And uh, the wow. one thing about my ex-husband is he's always been there for me. Like said, you know, Trey, and I, I got a saying from him, I had to let you go to let you grow. Like I understand mm-hmm. that. Wow. There was nothing I could do. Because I, I, we had conversations where I came back to him and said, why didn't you fight for me? And he's just like, right. you know, I had to just let you go to let you grow. You just wasn't ready because nothing mm-hmm. I said was resonating with you. Nothing I said, you you just weren't getting it. And I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in that moment, Bianca, nobody yeah. can tell you anything. You know what I'm saying? And right. like people say, yeah. Yeah. 
when, when people are in bad relationships, they say, you know, why won't she get out? Why won't? And and it's so mm-hmm. true that enough is enough when you say enough is enough. And it was it right. wasn't enough was enough when I finally said enough was enough. And that was almost after ten years of lost time with my boys. And all of this was all wow. of this was done in front of my boys. And that's a whole other mm-hmm. thing that I like to tell women like your children are watching you. And I had a conversation, yeah. I did an interview with my son on my show, and I asked him a question that, that really broke my heart. But we're in such a better place right now going through healing mm-hmm. and counseling and, and loving on each other and being transparent. Right. And I said to my son, I said, out of everything that you saw, Stephen, how did it make, how did it make you feel about women? He said, mm. this is not to hurt your feelings, and I don't feel this way now because I'm so proud of everything. And I just said, just say what you need. But he said, it didn't right. make me feel any way about women. It made me not want a woman like you. Wow. Wow. So that was just an eye-opener for me that my son. Right. And then he, when all of this started, he was nine years old. So I thought that I was, right. you know, lying and scheming and shucking and jiving. And when we had a, com- a real conversation and sat down, I said, well, how long did you know? He said, I knew all of this from the time I was nine years old. And I was like, you've, wow. been carrying this on, you've been carrying my boulder around for 10 years. And I just apologized to him, and it released him, and he's in such a better place because he was old enough to realize some things. And all the times as parents when we're whispering in the back room and we're cheating and lying, and we think that the kids don't know, they know everything. Right. Kids are so right. smart, and they hide yep. everything. They blame themselves for everything. So we have to be mm-hmm. really, really careful what we do in front of our children when it comes to lying and cheating. Because, like I said, about women being a major problem in this, because we're going around saying that men are dogs, men are this, and men are, but the, mm. the, the real fact of the matter, Bianca, is, is we're raising the, the, the boys that we're sending out here to be wrecking balls to women. So what are we sending out of our home? Mm. Because a lot of right. our children, a lot of our sons are coming from a single-parent home with a mother. So I had to really check right. myself to say, Trey, you're raising somebody's daughter's husband. Check, get, it, get yourself together. You're about to send these boys out here doing the same thing that they're seeing you do, and then right. you don't want to say men are dogs. You want to blame people. But really, a lot of it comes from the mothers. So mothers, right. I'm not blaming you, but I'm holding you accountable for what you're sending right. out of your house, especially if you're a single mother. We want to take credit Absolutely. when our sons are doctors and lawyers and you know, doing good and basketball players and traveling around the country. But we want to blame the absent father when he turns out to be what we don't want him to be. You can't have it right. You can't Absolutely. do that. And, and, and for you, um, doing that process of, of going through all this and, and seeing how it affected your boys um, and how it, a lot of people don't think about that, you know, because everybody's just caught up in the moment and not thinking like, okay, well, my kids are young. They're not going to notice what's going on. And you talked about how even at nine, year, nine years old, you know, your son yeah. was aware. And, and one of the things that um, I saw that you had mentioned um, on your blogs is that you, you were living uh, a pretty nice life, living a pretty yeah. nice uh, life, oh, wow. lavish life, as uh, some of <laughs> yes. us like to call it. So let's talk about that because I've heard, I've had this conversation with a lot of men and a lot of women about how you have the woman, you know, she pretty much has everything at her disposable, what she needs and she's taken care of. But but then here comes that moment of 
you know, seeking someone else, spending quality time with someone right. else. And it kind, of, it kind of really shows us that materialistic things mean nothing. Don't matter. You know, because right. you, you're always seeking something else. And so for you and your experiences, you find the same thing. Like, okay, I'm living this lavish life, but I, I want something else, you know. It was a problem that when we get together with somebody, we have to be mindful to ask questions about other people's backgrounds, right? Mm, we absolutely. all come from very different lenses. Each and each person we come in contact with has lived very different than what we think is normal, right? My absolutely. ex-husband came from a very structured home. He came from a home with two parents, 13 kids. The father worked. The mother stayed at home, took care of the kids. They sat down to dinner at a table together. They had conversations. The father disciplined the kids. The mother nurtured the kids. And my ex-husband was taught that the father is the protector, the provider, and the discipline, right? So that's that's what he was taught. Right. So for him to protect, provide, and discipline, he was running a household the way it was supposed to be ran. Now look at my lens. I come from a house where I live with my mother who's moving 762 times. Like I went to... I don't even know how many elementary schools. I went to four different middle wow. schools and two different high schools. I had a, you know, a stepfather in the house who I loved dearly, and we didn't sit down at the table. There was my uncle mm-hmm. running in and out of the house with different women. There was parties all the time. Our families went to wow. each other's house. People slept at each other's house. People lived together. So my normal was very off the hook. So when I got into the house right. with him, this was not fun for me. Because he was like, no, people can't be in the house when I get home from work every day. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's not a right. public swimming pool in the backyard, Trey. Like, make the boy sit at the table. So I'm like, what is going on with you? Like, what are you talking about? So right, we never had right. that conversation of what's normal for you and what's normal for me. Mm-hmm. So now we right. have these conversations now. Like, we're, we're still really good friends. It's up yeah. to me. Like, I didn't know that your mother was a drug addict. Right, because nobody goes around and tells somebody that you're trying to get a husband. Mm. You know, my mama's a right. kid. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to say right, that. Right, right. These are the conversations right. that we need to have. So what he didn't know I needed was a lot of activity in the house and to wean me off of that. Like, okay, Trey, mm-hmm. this is not normal because he didn't know what my normal was, which was dysfunction and chaos, and his was really normal. So that's where right. the divide came in. Because my kids were, my kids became the same way. They were in company all the time. And he's like, y'all are crazy. And we were like, no, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> we want a pool party. Yes. And it's one of those things, especially when it comes to a marriage trait and, and, and relationships in period. I always tell people, especially when it comes to marriage, not only are you marrying um, just someone else, but you're marrying into their culture into the way right. that they do things. Like, even though you, right. you two both may be African-American, you both may be Chinese, whatever, yes. however, things are very different in the way you do things in your household and how I've done things in my household. And so, and I'm right. glad that you mentioned that about having that conversation because I ultimately think people think, okay, well, we got X, Y, Z in common, so, you know, we're compatible. Right. Yeah, but, okay, what what does parenting look like to you? Look like to you? You know, what, yes. yeah, yeah, what does parenting look like to you? You know, um, you know, how are you, you defining? You the kids, you know, right. Right, right. Exactly. How are you defining intimacy? Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right, Bianca. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Like, yes. what do you mean? You know? Because we don't have these real conversations, and that's the problem. Absolutely. And then we're shocked Absolutely. when we in the divorce court yes. fighting over, you know, money. And money's never, like, that's, that's the thing with him. He was taught to provide. So he is mm. a very good very good provider, very good protector, discipline, but he wasn't, communication wasn't there. And my my mother, as dysfunctional as it was, we hugged and we partied. He wasn't that. And that's okay if I knew that. But I didn't know that. So I'm like, wait a minute. We need hugs (laughs) and love and we need to spend time together. But his time, and he still to this day, is a workaholic. Because that's how he wow. was raised. He, right. That's, that's right. what's in him. Because that's what a real man is to him. Because that's what his father instilled in him. Right. Now, now I get it. Now at right. 47 years old, I'm like, whoa, I had it at 21 <laughs> and I just did not get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Yo, yeah. So now I'm at 47, you. you're looking for that. But it's, you know, you live and you learn. I'm good now. That's right. You know, it was, it was a hard right. lesson to learn, <laughs> and it was a, a major trickle down to my children. Uh, yeah. But we're all, right. like I said, we're all healing now, which is the most important thing. Definitely, definitely. And uh, we do have a caller on the line here I want to bring on the line. Uh, caller okay. from the 510 area code, uh, last digits 9882. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is Carrie. I'm calling from the San Francisco Bay Area. How are you today? Hey, Carrie. We're doing great. We're on with Trey Kearney, and we are uh, talking about her um, personal journey dealing uh, with adultery and so forth, and we're um, going to get in her book later on. But did you have a question or comment from her? Well, I definitely want to commend your humility and just stating your past in regards to infidelity and the effects of it on your family, your immediate family and, and yourself and your relationships and the relationships outside of just your immediate relationships. My question is in regards to your ex-husband's family, because it sounds like he came from a pretty structured family. So Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm imagining that his family is somewhat like mine. When you marry someone, they become a part of the family um, yes. How did that affect your relationship with his family, and have you guys mended your relationship in in that regard as well? Yes, well, it it drastically affected our relationship because I I just left him, like I really just moved out and just left him, and this is this is still mm. painful for me to talk about it because I I got cheated on after I left him by the man I left him for, so I know the pain that wow. I caused him, which was unbearable for me. Wow. Bear the pain mm-hmm. that I caused him, not because I got cheated on. I felt so bad mm-hmm. after I found out how that feels to have to lie to your family and how they all had to, how he had to explain to them. But it caused a right. wedge. But I recently, over the past three years, have connected with some of the, his family members, some of his sisters. Some of them are not ready, but you know we have two kids together, right. so I'm not, I, you know, I'm not a pushy person. I love everybody. But I have some mm-hmm. of his sisters and a couple of his nieces who we've connected, and it was it was really emotional when I first went to see his sister. I think I have it on videotape because I do Periscope. But we just cried, mm-hmm. and I just really apologized to her. Like, I'm so sorry, like, that you had to see your brother go. can't imagine how you felt not being able to console him. So I just really wanted to say mm-hmm. sorry and 
to all of his family members that I came in contact with, I just really apologized to them and to the nieces and the nephews who I was auntie to because I wasn't auntie by marriage because I came right. so young. They were born to me, so I was just auntie yeah. Tracy. So I just yeah. left them, and they're older now, so I just apologized to them because they were like, what happened to you? This right. is a trick mm. that people don't understand that you're right. not – uh, in-law, you're an aunt. You know what I'm saying? Those are my cousins. Right. My, 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 oh, my boys didn't have a relationship with their father's side of the family based on my selfishness, so it hurt me after I came out of my fog. Mm. Wow. Right. Wow. Well, that, that answers my question. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in, Carrie. Of course. Wow, wonderful. And one of the um, things I, I do want to talk about um, a bit more um, is, is the trickle-down effect because I think it's, it's very important that a lot of people don't realize that. And even you mentioning, mm-hmm. you know, the, the nieces and nephews, like I, w- I, I would have never thought, you know, about including right. them in, in the trickle-down effect because you always think, okay, you the husband, kids automatically, but extended family, we don't think about right. them. So what I want to do is, um, I want to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about how adultery um, trickle down, trickle down the the family tree um, to those extended family members, and how do they heal and cope and deal uh, with the dynamics of, of these things that have taken place, you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, you guys, and we're going to come back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, you guys, we are joined by um, author, entrepreneur, life coach, motivational speaker, and all those great things, um, Trey Kearney, this evening, you guys. And um, one of the things, Trey, um, that we mentioned before the break is about how, um, you know, the acts of adultery extend on down to even the extended family. And a lot of people yeah. don't think about that. We automatically assume the in-laws, the children, and, and the couple themselves. But the outside of family, because a lot of time, and like you said, for you to just leave, it left people right. wondering, like, okay, well, what happened? Where did, where did you right. go, you know? And so uh, for you, why was it important? Um, to 
um, you know, try to mend those relationships um, even after you guys were no longer together? Because some people would say, okay, you know what, we're divorced, whatever, I'm just going to, you know, cut those ties. Why was it important to you to, to mend those relationships? It was important to me to mend those relationships because I was genuinely remorseful because I felt the pain, not because, like I said, the person that I left my husband for cheated on me. So I felt the whole, from both sides, from being the offender and being offended by somebody cheating on me, and I saw the pain that my family and my best friends endured through this person cheating on me. So I said, oh, my God, like, my my good friends, I have four best friends, my children, my brothers and sisters, the, my, my cousin, my very close cousin, they all suffered with me when I got cheated on. Like, it wasn't just me by myself. They watched me cry. They watched a little part of me die. They watched my spirit die. They watched me go from 150 pounds to 120 pounds. They watched me like I had cancer. Like, one day my niece came to mm. my house and was like, you know, are you dying? Because I lost my mom to cancer. She's like, are you dying? Like, and I'm like, what are wow. you talking about? She was like, you look like you have cancer. And, you know, she started crying. And I'm like, what? And then I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, wow, like, this this really, like, it, cheating, infidelity, it really killed a person's spirit to where they really look physically ill. So I knew right. that I was genuinely not only remorseful for what I did to my husband, for the people around him that had to watch him suffer. So the trauma, it's trauma and infidelity because People, you don't want people to come to your house. People see you, you're, you're out of it. Your eyes are sunken in. You're ducking, you high. You don't want to come to the family events because you're embarrassed. So, so all of these things made me really, really remorseful, and I just wanted the whole family to know. I know that all of y'all suffer. It just wasn't him. I know it was right. each and every one of y'all, when y'all came in contact with him, that y'all felt that pain, even if he didn't say anything. So I just wanted them to understand that. None of this was intentional. I made a very, very, very poor decision, and I am really, really sorry. And I hope that brings you some comfort, and I just hope that you can forgive me as I try to forgive myself. Wow. Wow. And one of the things, um, and you mentioned about how, you you know, the, the guy that you were cheating on with ended up cheating on you. So what yes. was that like? Because you're thinking, okay, I'm married. Okay, I'm 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 entering another relationship with someone else. Um, you know, and now this person has cheated on me. So for you, what was that feeling like emotionally um to experience that because you have the and I want people to understand where I'm coming from to say this like mm-hmm. the marriage people think divorces it's like and I'm and I'm going to ask you your thoughts on this. It would it's that equal up to a death so to speak, yeah, you know, yeah. you got the death mm-hmm. of a marriage. And so now, um, you know, you have this uh, other incident that comes up. And so what was that feeling like for you just personally, you know, to, to go through all of that? Um, That betrayal, that's, that's what it is. Like infidelity is yeah. betrayal to the core. Right. And it right. was, it was worse than, it was, like, I lost my mother to cancer, and I, I love my mom more than anything in the whole wide world. But for right. somebody that you trust with everything, your heart, your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, your health, to mm-hmm. betray you was the worst feeling that I ever felt. And I want any right. husband on here that's listening to know that this 
like this is like this is a pain that I it just makes me want to cry because I talk to women every day who are dealing with this. It makes me right. very emotional because I, I right. have empathy and I have like it's just it was just the worst pain that I ever felt in my life to think that somebody that I will give my all to would treat me this way. Like I was with the trash, mm-hmm. like why would you do this to me? And that's right. why I was so it, it hurt me so bad that I hurt some two people like this my ex-husband and mm-hmm. his ex-wife, and outside of the trickle-down, just those two people, it really devastated me because I'm not that kind of person. And it just mm-hmm. taught me that I would never, ever do anything like this because the pain that I felt, like I've really suffered something that I never thought I would bounce back from. And I always right. I have a saying that I thought he broke me, but he bruised me so God could use me. So the only way mm-hmm. I was able to heal was to minister to other women. Like, I had to get outside right. of myself and say, I have to help somebody else not go through this because I'm right. dying. Because it felt right. like I was really literally dying. I just felt like I just wanted to disappear, not only because of the wow. pain that he caused me, but I was so embarrassed. And then I had to, then I stuck around because I had to prove, you're going to make this work. I left my house for you. I left my husband for you. I drug my children out of my house. I don't care. We're going to be miserable together, but nobody is going anywhere until I got reconnected with God and I came to my senses right. to say that this has to stop. Like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, you're killing yourself right. to prove what to who. Like, you rather make this man miserable and in the process make yourself miserable. No, it, this mm-hmm. has to stop. So right. my, my healing came from really helping other people and from, just knowing that I was really, this is the one thing that people have to understand. When you commit adultery, if you're not remorseful, you don't free the other person. But I teach women how to, you know, give their self-closure. But the worst feeling right. in the world is for somebody to cheat on you and not have any remorse for killing your spirit. Mm. Right. And, and I've heard um, through through a great friend who experienced that effect of, of having someone um you know, lied to them during their relationship, and they talked about how they had to separate themselves because they didn't like the person that they were turning into. You know, they knew yeah. what type of person that they were, but being in the relationship with this person who, you know, was being disloyal to them and, and lying to right. them um, and, and unnecessarily, and, and and they found themselves beginning to feel that that hate, that anger, and that resentment for that person. And so they said, you know what, I have to leave the situation because in order for me to keep my sanity and keep, you know, the characteristics that I do have, yeah, Yeah. you know, I have to leave this relationship. And so a lot of people don't realize that, you know, sometimes the more you stick in relationships, it begins to change who you are authentically, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. If you, you do, you really begin to you really begin yeah. to display. You become the manipulator a lot of mm. times because right. you want to change the situation around for what you want. So you have to be very, very right. careful. And I always say this too: it takes two toxic people to be in a toxic relationship. Mm, absolutely. It, yeah. So yeah. if you're in that relationship and Pete, and you're saying it's toxic, and you do need to get out of it because you're toxic and has gotten on you. Absolutely, absolutely, and one of the the, the great things, and, and this is what me and my great friend friend Oliver 
were talking about when he when he yes, uh, introduced Oliver. me to you. And he <laughs> yes, and he said she has a no side chicken campaign. I said you better get out of here, Oliver. Yeah. He said no, I'm Hashtag serious. No I'm side serious. chicken. Yes. And so I love it because I have been saying, well, I'm gonna say with the rise of social media, it seems that the side chicks industry, as I like to call it, you know, um, it seems to be a badge of honor for some women. And I, and I've never really understood why, you know, I, and I've talked to some women who are side chicks and they've talked about the benefits, you know, of getting those materialistic things you want, but at the end of the day, um, you're home by yourself sometimes because right. they're with their wives, you know. Right. Um, they're going on trips and you staying at home and vice versa, all these different things. So, Trey, why do you believe that now, um, even in the in the past recent years, because, you know, having a, a mistress um, was one of those things back in the day that was kept on the low. You know, people didn't talk about right. having a mistress, Girl. and you were just mm. silent. You know, <laughs> we knew right. people who had mistress for 20 years, but nobody nobody said nobody it publicly. Said <laughs> right. And right. so now it's like, hey, I'm a side chick. I don't have a, no problem with that. Where do you believe this came from? Where did this 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 me, motto of it's all right to be a side chick come from? Let me say this to you. Side yeah. chicks are not as bold as, as they pretend to be. Let me say, let me, there's, right. there's no happy side yeah. chick running around. She's wishing and praying like any other woman that he's going to leave right. his wife. And they and they, they talk mm. a good game. You know, just like me, I talk the good game. Like, oh, I know right. my position, and I wouldn't want her headache. But you already got her headache. You just don't really have the right. benefit of the piece of paper. If he dropped dead, you That's can't come right. to the hospital. Or you, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to have what you're yes. supposed to have. Let me tell you, yes. I do, when I go to speaking engagements and I speak, I have done no, a number of speaking engagements where I said, if you're so happy to be the side chick, please stand up. I've never seen one side mm. chick stand up. So they can hide yeah. behind social media. They can do whatever they want to do. Side chicks ain't that bold. And, and, and like I tell right. side chicks, I'm not judging I used to be you. And I try to tell them, I speak to men all the time and ask them about side chicks. They say, Side chicks are not women, they're not special. They're easy and they make themselves available. Mm-hmm. There's, there's mm-hmm. nothing spe- mm-hmm. special about a side chick. You're, they're easy, they're convenient, right. and they make themselves available all times of the night, anytime I want to pop up. So it's just easy for me to get away from my wife. And I want to say to the, the wives, the um, side chicks out here, the mistresses, who sit back and say, well, he said his wife, all she do is complain and all she do is nag him. Mm. Well, he's complaining because of you. He has no business being with you. You'd complain, too, if your husband came home at 4 o'clock in the morning. Stop acting like this don't make no sense to you. She's complaining mm-hmm. because you're giving him a place to go when he's supposed to be doing what he's supposed to be doing at home. So just stop acting like she's a nag and she's doing this. She has every right to be upset because her home is disrupted because you exist. Right. Stop thinking that. Right. This is something that's so foreign, or you want to make something up. Mm-hmm. You, right. you're a side chick out here. I love you, my sister. Side chicks have feelings too. You're another woman, just like I am. But I know it's a lonely right. life. I know your self-esteem is in the gutter. Something that you mm-hmm. went through as a child. Somebody didn't make you feel worthy. We're here for you because you deserve better. 
And you need right. to know that. And that's why I have the no hashtag no side chicken movement. Not to bash them, but to embrace right. them, to love them, to uplift them, to tell right. them there's better out there. You're not a side chicken, that's you're right. a wife. There's a wife that's inside right. of you. Let's develop right. her. Let's claim that. Let's get you a husband and make sure a side chick don't come take your man. But another Absolutely. thing I do is I hold the wives accountable, Bianca, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of wives out here. See, side chicks ain't winning, but wives are losing. Because you mm-hmm. can't be in a house and not do what you're supposed to do either and expect a man Absolutely. to sit there and accept that. You can't do that. Yes. So you've got to be held accountable. Not in your, I tell women, too, all the time, I never blame a woman for a man cheating. He stick his penis in somebody, that's because he wants to. But I will hold right. you accountable for the breakdown in your relationship because there's a breakdown mm-hmm. there long before the side chick comes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we realize it. You know, when we're in relationships and marriages, we realize that, you know, things ain't sparking. <laughs> things ain't right. sparking like they used to. We right. ain't communicating like we used to. We're not spending quality time like we used to. Um, right. Our attention is on some other things. And so a lot of times people just sit back, you know, and, and oh, you know, things will get better and things will change and so forth. And it's very interesting to me uh, to know the number, and I had a, a girlfriend that I went to college with um, just maybe a month ago talked about, and, and she was one of those that when everybody looked at her marriage because she married, you know, a wealthy man, um, mm-hmm. you know, most of them uh, college educated. And so, and a lot of people looked at them as, wow, this is that per- picture-perfect marriage. And, and she yep. began to tell me, you know, Things have really shifted, she said, because, you know, when she was, I believe, in her last month of her pregnancy, she discovered that her husband was having an affair on her. Right. And mm-hmm. um, with that, um, it was in a business associate, you know, someone that he traveled with all the time. So they were always right. there, you know. And right. so she talked about how, you know, things had shifted even when, even early, the early stages before she got pregnant. And she right. wished she would have had that dialogue early on right. to discover, yes. okay, what's going on? What are the issues? You know, instead of now, you know, baby's here. They're no longer together. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. she's kind of going through with of actually trying to get back on her feet because one of the things that um, people also, you know, depending on what type of marriage you're in, you have some wives yes. who they don't really have to work. So they put right. all their faith in, the, okay, husband paying the bills, he paying. So now she's actually having to become an adult <laughs> all over right. again and learn yes. how to manage money, pay bills. And so she's like, yes. you know, this is a big shock for me, a huge shock for right. me. Right, right. But you we know? have to understand that as as wives, not that we, we should stash money or anything like that. I'm not saying that because if you got to right. do all that, just don't get married. But you do have right. to be aware of how to pay bills. Like, you do have to be Absolutely. aware of what's in the bank account, what's going in, what's going Absolutely. out. You do have to be mild. You just can't just sit there and not pay attention and be oblivious to what's going on in the home. You, sh- mm-hmm. you should have mm-hmm. access. You should be looking at the taxes. You should be looking at these type of things because the truth of the matter is you never know what's going to happen. Even if it's not a side chick or him leaving you, what if he just dies? You know what I'm saying? You have mm. to have knowledge of what's going on in the home. Yes. You have to know how to do certain things. Like, we get so comfortable right. 
and putting something on somebody else when we have to make sure we know how to take care of ourselves. And it's okay to be a stay-at-home mom, but this is the one thing I say about stay-at-home moms. Bianca, a stay-at-home mom, that's a job if you structure it that way. You can structure that like a business. It is. I tell women all the time now, structure that stay-at-home mom position like you're the CEO of the house. You're going to know what, when the electric bill is due, when the water bill is due. You're going to write the checks or you're going to go online and pay the bill. You're going to balance the checkbook so you know what's going on. Because there's so many signs when infidelity right. comes into play because people start to buy Absolutely. stuff for other people. Like, where did $400 go? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't even care right. if you took cash out. Would you, like, certain amount of money start coming out. you got to open up your eyes, not to accuse anybody of anything. But you get to ask questions. Because certainly if the wife took $400 out or $1,000, he'd be like, babe, what'd you take $400 out for? You buying shoes again? <laughs> so it's the same right. way. you got to ask him, you know, what'd you take for a Burberry tie? Come on, baby, you don't need that. Like, come on, I need to, right. let's, let's work this out. So, but we have Absolutely. to be mindful as Absolutely. women that we are the CEO Absolutely. of our home. Absolutely, absolutely. And it, it's ironic that uh, when we were talking about the, the no side chicken campaign, I, I was having this discussion uh, with someone who posed a question on Facebook about, you know, their thoughts on side chicks. And I, I try to explain to people that side chicks don't make it on the obituary when if that person should die. Girl, you know, right. oftentimes, you, you know, they don't. I, you, <laughs> you know, no, yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, I've never, right. I mean, and it could be, it could be some secret side chicks that are, in, at, at, you know, sitting with the family at the funeral. But I would say nobody's on program. But who want to be a secret? You know? right. Like, who wants to be a secret Nobody, when he's dead? Like, yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. And so people don't realize that, you know, um, and, and like you, you like you were saying, you know, you thought, okay, I know my role, I know my place. But right. when things happen and things shift, you have no place. You know that there no is place. no place because right. you, you're no, no longer body. matter, right? No right. longer matter. And so, um, and, and, and that's one of the, the things about it. And so for you and I wanted to, oh, we have a caller on the line here. Um, okay. caller from the three four six, last digit six two three nine. State your name and where you're calling from. Good evening. My name is Reginald. I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Hey, Reginald. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Miss Kearney. How are you doing this evening? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. First of all, I want to commend you for touching on so many different subject matters and uh, something that I hold very dear to my heart is when you talk about structure because everybody's structured environment is completely different. I know I grew up in a very structured environment where my father worked. My mother was a homemaker. She took care Mm -hmm. of the bills, took care of the house. And my mother and father, before they passed away, they were married for 40 years. And at no time did I, I never seen my father ever disrespect my mother. So I left a really strong imprint. They provided a, a blueprint for me on how I should treat a woman. And um, at 24, I got involved with an older woman that was roughly nine years older than me. And she already had two children. And she was already established. But our mine and her upbringing were two completely different. It was night and day. It yeah. made the relationship very rough and tolerable where I grew up in a household where it was communication but also discipline and respect. Her household and the way she treated her children were on a completely different level 
and suffice to say the relationship ended very badly. Yes. Very badly. I'm sure. It, it did very badly, and I and I and I can honestly say, for me personally, now being at the age, being more seasoned now, <laughs> over twenty one, <Yeah. laughs> that uh, <laughs> being more seasoned now, uh, I know for me, it made me somewhat jaded toward being in relationships, being in committed relationships with wow. women. Absolutely, it it really truly did. And I wanted you to kind of speak on that a little bit more as far as how it can be not just detrimental to how it affects families, but how it can also cause a person to be somewhat jaded when you're dealing with relationships or as far as putting up a wall where you really don't want to deal right. with women. Oh, definitely. I, I'm going to say this. I just recently, I was single for two and a half years. I just recently started seeing somebody, and I was okay. really um, guarded and and I just really was selfish because I wanted to protect myself. Right. I wanted to make sure that I was okay. I didn't want to do all the check ins and I'll answer the phone when he calls and this that. So I wasn't being selfish. I just wasn't ready for a relationship. But right. the key thing that you said is the the backgrounds were so different. But you got to ask questions. Don't be jaded and because of what well, I always tell people. I still believe in love. I can't let what one man did to me keep me from my destiny, keep me from my Boaz, keep me from the right. life that God has for me. But you do, Reginald was your name, right? Yes. You do have to ask some real questions about a woman. Like, I came from a home where it was crazy. Well, my ex-husband didn't know that, but if he asked me, I would have told him. I wasn't going to divulge that information. So when you're out dating, if you're dating with a purpose, know what you're dating for, first of all. Ask people, do you want to get married? Don't waste your time. And then ask them, not on the first date, but if the person is grown, like you said, we seasoned. It's time to ask some questions because I don't really have a lot of time to waste. So Absolutely. What is it? What's your background? How, was your, how did your father speak to your mother? Was your mother in your life? Was your father there? Because I've learned on my journey that men who don't have a, a solid relationship with their mother, they're toxic. They are um, a wrecking ball to women if that relationship is not stable because how can – a woman loved me unconditionally if the person that gave birth to me can't. So you have to ask these questions. Mm. Don't be Absolutely. jaded. There's wow. somebody out there for you that's on your mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. but you have Absolutely. to ask the right questions to that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say when you're, when you're at that age, I mean, it was, what, 24, 25, right. and you don't, your mind is not set on asking those kind of pertinent questions. questions. Right. You allow yourself to get caught up in emotion, the idea of love, of being. Yes. It being in love, so you don't ask those pertinent, pertinent questions. But as you just said, as you become seasoned, then you become yes. more aware on what questions to ask. You know, if you see something not quite right, you say, "Okay." Before I, you know, see put my foot. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But again, I want to congratulate you for having the courage of uh, sharing such vulnerability with everyone. Much continued success to you, and oh, thank, thank you for you. allowing me. On the show, it's been truly a blessing. Thank you, thank you so much much for calling in. Not a problem. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love that. Um, You know, and and that's one of the things. um, A lot of times, we don't. And and Reginald mentioned about how um, it makes us feel, and it took me back to the conversation that you said you had with your son. You know, about asking him. You know, how did you feel? You know, when all this took place. And he, and, you know, even though his comment was was deep, you know, and and, and definitely ruffled some things within you, 
Um, it lets you know where he stood, you know, on the yes. impression that he got. And it, it is so important to understand the impression that we give um, our children when it comes to relationship because we say Please we say are the example Please. we are the the molding platform for our children yes. you know and Please so to that understand that somebody needs to really hear that <laughs> yeah somebody, so that man you know, just said yeah. my parents set the blueprint and the foundation yes yes that's Absolutely. so important yeah. what right. we doing is right. like, it's crazy how much our kids pick up and turn into us yes <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, and it's so it, it's good. You know, you mentioned you know you and your son are being able to communicate and, and heal through that uh, because you wouldn't want him to forever have that embedded in his mind that th- right. this is this is what relationships looks like. This is how women right. you know look and act when Behave. it comes to relationships. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I did want to talk about uh, a bit before we wrap up is your book. Um, it's Healing Time. Um, yes. and, and with this book, um, and I know a lot of people um, may be curious as to, and, and people don't even think about this because I think that when it comes to people committing adultery, the pe- the person that has committed it, people don't think, well, they go through healing. They go through, you know, having yes. to get themselves back on track because people sometimes always assume what's a cheater, always a cheater, and that's kind of like a stamp yes. that's on you. Yeah. So yes. for you, why was it important for you to heal? Because a lot of times people think, well, you know, the other party, you know, should be healing from this. But why was it important for you um, to make sure that you had healed um, from all of this? It was it was really important for me to heal because, like I told Reginald, I still believe in love. I still believe that I'm going to get married again, and this time is going to be successful because I'm not going into it in, in bits and pieces. I'm going into it whole. I had to make sure I took enough time for me to make sure that I'm not going to destroy another person because when we're not whole, we destroy other people. When you're a bits and pieces person, you start to go around looking for bits and pieces from other people to fill the void that you have. So I had to make sure that I was a whole person and that I'm okay by myself. And I'm okay by myself. So if a relationship doesn't work out for me, whether it be a friendship, whether it be a romantic relationship, I'm not going to die. I'm a whole person by myself. I am I can enhance a relationship now. I can bring some. I'm not a liability. I'm not detrimental to somebody else's health. So I had to just really make sure that I healed so that I could know that when I'm coming in contact with people that I'm not destroying them because it will make other people toxic. People who are cancer, they come into circles and they, they, they spread cancer around, and I don't ever want to be that person. What I want to do is I want to, I want to heal. They, a lot of people go around saying hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people. I'm tired of that saying. I want to go around and mm-hmm. say, heal people, heal people. So can we begin to mm-hmm. heal so we can heal each other? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because And, and that's the thing. I think that <clears throat> oftentimes when we're going through our situations, um, because we, we hold people's opinion, um, we hold their, their opinion with so much weight, that, it, that sometimes we can't get out of our own depression. We can't get out of our yes. own funk because we're thinking like, okay, every time somebody looks at me, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, she cheated on her husband or she she right. did this or she mm-hmm. did that. And so a lot of times we have to realize, you know what, 
I have to work on me. I have to heal me. And in that own right. time, that person will forgive um, or, or choose not to, you know, but that's right. their option. And so we have to, you know, continue to 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 motivate and encourage ourselves to get through processes. And I think it's great because um, especially um, as well as you know, when it comes to the African-American community, um, some of us are not too inclined on getting help for anything. You know, so Girl, oftentimes yeah. we think, yeah, you know, it's like we, 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 it's almost like we're ask allergic. For <laughs> so yes, to speak. ask for help. Yes, to ask, ask for help. Help, help. So, help will help yes. you. Get yourself some help. Absolutely. It's okay. Nobody's going to judge you. Go get some That's help. Right. That is the key word That's here. Right. I went and got help because right. I needed help. Like, please get some yes. help. It's okay. Absolutely. Don't worry about what people Absolutely. think. I don't wake up in the morning and worry about somebody saying once a cheater, always a cheater. I know who I am. I don't have to debate That's back right. and forth with anybody because I know who I right. am. When you're debating back and forth with people to defend yourself, it's because something inside of you is telling you that you're still that person. Somebody say to me, once a cheater, always a cheater. I tell people, I've changed. I went and got help. And I tell my, I mm-hmm. tell my clients all the time that if you're staying in a relationship with somebody who cheated on you, changes if nothing changes. If the person mm. didn't get help, it is going to be the same situation. That's right. But people That's can right. get help and change. People change for the good, okay, if they get Absolutely. help. But don't ever think that because you cheated on somebody, you're damaged for the rest of your life. I was That's immature right. back then. I've grown. I've learned. I've healed. And I'm good now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the folks out here, um, because uh, Trey also has um, her own show as well, tell the people a little bit about your show and when they can tune into it. Well, actually, I am rebranding right now because so many men are coming to me for help. So I have the Women wow, for Women show. Wow, that's wonderful. wonderful. Yes, I'm also writing a book for men, too. Um, it's Healing Time, Men Hurt, too. I'm almost It's almost complete, so... So many Wonderful. men have embraced me. They they like they yes. like the way that I speak to them. They like the way that I speak up. That I don't I don't condone their behavior, but I don't judge right. them. So Absolutely. the woman to woman show is in transition right now. I'm not sure if I'm going to okay, change the thanks. name, but it's coming back in February. I think the tentative date is February 15th, and it'll be Thursday oh. night at 8 p.m. The time will be the same Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the rest of the information I'll put on my Facebook page, which is Trey Kearney, T-R-A-Y-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y. You can go to www.thew2wshow.com, and you can find me there. And anybody out here who is dealing with infidelity, adultery, side chicks, if you are hurting, you don't have to go through this alone. You can email me at w2wshow at gmail.com, w2wshow at gmail.com. Wonderful, wonderful. And my book, you can purchase it at the website. Oh, go ahead. The book. You can purchase the book at the website, It's Healing Time, Restoring Hope in Women After Infidelity. So many men have said the book has helped them, too. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful. And we definitely have to get you back on once the the men's version release, uh, because I I know that one's going to be great as well. And uh, I, I've appreciated. I've, I've loved this conversation. Uh, it's yes. like uh, I haven't <laughs> met a stranger tonight. I've definitely met a friend. And uh, yes. man, we we've covered a lot tonight. And 
Um, as everyone has said, I, I'm definitely commending you for this. Um, I think that Thank oftentimes, you. you know, we, we, we deal with so much behind closed doors, and there's so many people suffering with so many things that we've dealt with because no one says anything, you know, and nobody right. teaches people how to get through this, how to move on, how, how to, to heal, deal, how to learn. Yeah. yeah. And so to, to have someone, you know, to be open and transparent, that's what we need and that's what we need more of. So I definitely yeah. appreciate you uh, just being who you are and, and coming on the show and, and sharing with us tonight. I, I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Truth plus transparency equals healing. That's my formula. Truth. Absolutely. transparency equals healing. You can't heal a wound if it's covered. Absolutely. Absolutely well said. And to the, I know everybody is social media savvy these days, so tell the folks how they can uh, connect with you as far as uh, social media and all those great things. Yes. Facebook is Trey Kearney. Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope is Trey, at Trey Kearney, at T-R-A-Y-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y. Everything is at Trey Kearney, and you can Google me, and I'll, I really will pop up. I'm just all over the place. If, even if you put in hashtag no side chicken, I think my face will pop up. Or if you put in the word infidelity, it'll pop, probably pop up too. But it's all at Trey Kearney. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And once again, I thank you so much for coming on here and sharing um, so much with us and our and our listeners. I definitely appreciate it. I hope you'll come back and visit it and talk with us definitely. again soon. Yes, for sure. And thank wonderful. you, Dr. Oliver. I appreciate him so much. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Bianca, for I'll... having me, and I wish you great success in 2017. I hope that God blesses you for sharing your platform with such hard topics because everybody doesn't invite invite me on their platforms because infidelity is the big pink elephant in the room. So I right. so appreciate exactly. you and I send you a virtual hug right now. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening. I'll be talking with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys, that was Trey Kearney, you guys, author, entrepreneur, life coach, and motivational speaker, Um, and I will be sharing her information on the Beautiful Butterfly uh, show page on Facebook so you guys can connect with her. Um, And as Trey mentioned, you know, a lot of times when we have these conversations about relationships, marriages, infidelities, um, you know, a lot of people try to tend to stray away from them because it's a touchy subject and people have their uh, different opinions. But we are glad to uh, see the other side of the spectrum, the healing process. That was what we're all about over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. You know, having those topics where we learn the healing effect. A lot of times we just discuss the topics, but we don't discuss the healing mechanism behind those. So I definitely want to thank Trey for being a part of our platform tonight. Thank you to Carrie and Reginald who called in. Thank you to all of you guys who are on the lines just listening. I know a lot of folks are um, getting off of work and traveling, so we appreciate you um, for tuning in and thus far. Uh, we hope you guys will come back uh, because on Thursday, you guys, um, and as you may have heard me and Trey talking about Dr. Oliver T. Reed. Dr. Oliver T. Reed is coming on Thursday, and we're going to be talking about his new book uh, that he has in store, actually an audio uh, version uh, Dr. Uh, Oliver is going to be presenting. It's called Solutions in Minutes, uh, the other side of the equal sign 
Um, and these are motivational downloads that inspire individuals to stay, um, to not stay stuck um, in, uh, to stay in solution mode, excuse me. So he's going to come on and he's going to talk about that. But we're also going to be talking about relationships. Um, it's a brand-new year, so we're going to talk about leaving um, some of those things that we picked up from those old relationships uh, back in the past and not bringing them uh, in the present. So it's going to be a great show, you guys. He's going to be on this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Once again, I appreciate you guys so much uh, for tuning in and supporting us and we are glad that 2017 is kicking off on a great note um, for all of us. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here, and uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday, same time, same place. I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a great evening. Yeah, so...